This is Phil Howard, and today we have Randy Jeter and Andrew Lauder with us from Rapid Scale. Welcome, gentlemen. Good morning, good morning, good morning. I'm I'm excited to have you guys on. I know it's called Telecom Radio 1. We should probably call it Telecom Cloud 1 today. Um, But, you know, there's a lot of talk going on about the cloud. The cloud is everywhere. Everyone's hearing about the cloud. And you guys are specifically a cloud company. Uh, you call it Rapid Scale. Why don't we just start off with, you know, who Rapid Scale is, how you got started, and where you came from? And Randy, CEO, we're going to start with you. Hey, my name is Randy Jeter. I'm the CEO and co-founder of Rapid Scale. Blessed to be on this call. Thank you very much for having me on the call, Phil. I appreciate it. You know, Rapid Scale started as a uh, company that was looking for a path through consulting. So my background, I was a, uh, a paid tech for seven years was a part of that um, great run there with Arenas CEO and then uh, rolled into a consulting role and I was uh, got lucky enough to hit some big deals and uh, I became a very large agent uh, in a quick amount of time frame um, in the United States. And uh, through that experience, I realized I wanted to um, build something in the cloud space. And in the, in the late 2007, early 2008 time frame, we really started to see a push to cloud in the sense of what people are doing on the voice side. And then we started to see uh, cloud start to become um, an interesting conversation. I always say interesting because people had no clue what it was. And um, luckily for myself, I had met a gentleman um, in 2004 on some projects that I ended up partnering with and co-founded RapidScale with. He was 22 CIO magazine, you know, ones to watch working at a multi-billion dollar, uh, you know, cloud, multi-billion dollar uh, company and building out their infrastructure. By the time of 26, he's running projects for the DOD on a global basis uh, through a consulting project. And so through our partnership, we were able to found this company. I felt like everything was going to move to the cloud eventually. Um, how do you, be, I mean, it was there before. I mean, if you look back at mainframe, it was already there. So really the goal was to actually build this cloud platform and provide a hands-on touch. I felt like, you know, most people wanted to, especially with Amazon's, the Google's, and uh, before software was even acquired by IBM, and especially before Microsoft started pushing Azure, I felt like everybody was either going to buy from an IT standpoint through the cloud or somebody was going to deliver, kind of like a self-driving car. Who's going to own the self-driving car, and then what are the companies that are going to build that? And so a self-driving car, somebody has to be behind the technology, somebody has to be behind the system, somebody has to be behind the mainframe. And then in many cases, since businesses shift all the time around their applications, around their needs, Somebody has to be there all the time managing and overseeing that and managing the end user experience. So uh, really when we found a rapid scale, we, we came up with this idea that let's bring together this sense of what a VAR is, what an MSP is, and then build our platforms on a global basis and interconnect everything and then provide really this global application delivery platform in a managed approach. And so uh, that was the vision. That's what we built. And uh, that's what we've been lucky enough to uh build upon, expand, get great investors behind us, and then uh, keep growing at a rapid pace. That's great. It's awesome and very, very exciting. Now, Andrew, we just got flooded with a ton of high-level information, and you're kind of like the translator, I would say, for Randy to the customer. (laughs) You're right. We're the sales guy. Um, let's, Let's translate. How does that translate to the customer can you give me you know because obviously we're gonna have all kinds of people listening to this show 
how does that translate to the customer? What are you seeing right now as the, you know, the most basic kind of out of the box? What are people moving to the cloud right now? And can we be very specific and keep it simple, keep it simple, stupid for any customers out there listening? What does this mean? Yeah, um, so it, it's a lot of things, right? So, I mean, essentially, if you look at the, the foundation of our company and the solutions that we offer, we do infrastructure exchange, we do disaster recovery as a service, we do infrastructure as a service, and we do desktop as a service. So, really, there's no limitations around the, the hosting and delivering of applications. Now, where we've seen the market go, and when Randy was talking about, a little bit about the, the kind of VAR MSP alignment, where we've seen the market pivot to over the past few years is around the the management on top of the platform right so when you've got the 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 AWSs out there and, and the Azures that are you know offering you know essentially you know compute raw compute um, the way that we're really differentiating ourselves in the market and becoming great at what we do is around the level of, of touch and management that we do not only on the on the infrastructure side of the compute side with the patching and updating and supporting of the applications, but also on the, you know, the ongoing account management side and the backend support. So there's not a lot of things that we won't do for a customer. You know, we really want to be that, that kind of one throat to choke or, you know, for lack of a better term or, or one hand to shake whenever it comes to everything IT for a customer. So without mentioning any specific names, can we go over, an example because we've done we've done a lot of medical together let's go over maybe one of those medical examples and you give me what did we do for them where were they what did we do for them and why was that a benefit to them and how are they doing now yeah absolutely so you know and, and healthcare the healthcare space is is our most predominant um vertical and not so much because we're specifically focused on it it's more just they were early adopters to the space, right? Mostly because they're, you know, a traditional healthcare company is going to be very lean on IT and, and also within the, the IT direction of the business. So we had um, a gentleman come to us out of New Mexico who essentially he was running a, a mainstream EHR application. You know, he was looking for a way to give his workforce the mobility that they're looking for in terms of working outside the office but at the same time be able to keep up with the standards and regulations set forth by HIPAA, um, as well as the other security practices that, that are needed to be put in place for his business. So, um, you know, we were looking for him. He was, you know, very, very traditional where he was running an on-premise infrastructure. Um, he had his, his, his normal limitations that everybody does, you know, very lean on IT. So he came to us through a partner, of course, because we worked with together with you, Phil. You know, essentially the way that we were able to come together with a solution was, just like most of the other mainstream EHRs, EMRs that are out there, the amazing charts, the next gens, the epics, the McKessons, we're very familiar with these applications because we've done a lot of work in this space before. So based on our familiarity, we're able to understand and we're able to tell him what he needs and how it should be done and what our experience has been in the past. So, you know, long story short, we end up virtualizing it. We, we obviously did it through a, a Citrix delivery protocol um, also known as desktop as a service, fully managed on the back end. And, um, you know, now he's super happy. He got exactly what he's looking for. So he's a good reference from us. He's actually a reference of, of somebody that we just recently used today where there's a, uh, a doctor's office that was actually looking for this particular solution. So John actually reached out to him personally and said, this is my experience with RapidScale. This is my experience with the, with the solution and, um, and how it's worked. And, and you know, this is, this is why I highly recommend these guys. And, you know, just to take it a little bit further, again, it's hard for us technical guys sometimes 
or even technical salespeople that might not actually be able to build this themselves, but understand it very well from a really simplistic customer's point of view. What does that mean? It means I had a box on site before and I used to log into a desktop and now I still log into a desktop. It's just the box isn't on site and my software is in the cloud. What does it mean from a very simplistic, you know, Neanderthal point of view to move to rapid scale? Yep. So that, that's exactly right. So, you know, they are, they were just like a lot of them are, they're running their servers on site. So that's where their, their active directory is. That's where his EHR was. That's where his file services are. Um, that's where everything, all of his core line of business applications are residing on a physical server at the office, right? Could also be co-located in this case, it was the, at the office like it is for a lot of places. So what we do essentially is we're building out a virtual environment, a dedicated, logically separated virtual environment on our side within our infrastructure that resides in one of our, our five data centers. Um, and we're essentially standing up those VMs and then we're, we're building out what's called a, we're using the delivery protocol of Citrix, which is what we do, which is desktop as a service, which allows for us to deliver a full desktop image to him and to all of his employees that's showing which applications they need to be they need to be working on within that image. So it's very simple. It's it's actually it's it's not a cutting edge technology. I mean, it's, it it is in, in some sense, but people have been doing this for a while. Enterprise space has been doing this forever. Um, this is just more of the outsource model where we're the experts on the back end. They don't have the experts on site. But yeah, that's essentially it. We're eliminating the, the physical infrastructure, so there's going to be no more servers on site. Um, at a minimum, there'll be, or a maximum, there'll be like a, a domain controller for authentication. Um, but yeah, we're, we're eliminating all these physical servers and, and virtualizing them out and moving them into our platform. If they wanted, could they access their desktop from anywhere or say from an iPad if they wanted? Yeah, and, and that's kind of the beauty of, of the Citrix uh, delivery protocol is that you've got a storefront, not to get too technical, but you have a storefront kind of delivery. So you have the ability to access it through the public internet. It, it's also, you're not limited to a Windows operating system or Mac operating system device. So for a tablet, from an iPad, from your iPhone, from your laptop, from your home PC, there's no limitations on where you can access it as long as you have a, an internet connection. Okay, I was waiting to I was waiting to bring Randy back in because I know this this may be a long answer, maybe a short answer, I don't know. But from a security standpoint, from how your network is built, if I was a highly technical person and I wanted to come in and just start, you know, putting holes or trying to put holes in your network or find holes or find security gaps, I guess my question is is Randy, how secure is this? And how can I trust your team on the back end and the data centers, wherever they may be, you know, geo redundancy. I just kind of want to open up that bag. So I'll stick with the security. I mean, we can get into the redundancies, um, which quite often are, you know, we get asked these two questions all the time, you know, what's, how, how are you guys meeting compliance and what's your security and your platform look like? And then number three is, is what's the, um, you know, how do you, what are your redundancies in your overall network tied to your cloud facilities on a global basis? What do those look like? And so I'm not going to, I won't go too deep here, but from a solutions engineering standpoint, we design that for every single client. There's different levels of security within an environment and there's a platform security. So I'll just talk briefly kind of what, you know, what we're doing. So 
the CTO I founded the company with William Hyatt in his projects has secure uh, has actual secured act secure access for the government. Part of that security access for the government was tied to a project he did. Understanding how to build an environment and deliver an environment both for you know global companies to the government to you know now you know kind of what I would call the the S and mid market lower enterprise space, which is our core space. When you look at that, basically we are delivering an advanced platform around security as it sits today. The way we we separate everybody logically within our environment. So. We've passed tests for three of the top five cable companies in the United States. We've had security tests done. They've analyzed it. We've gone through audits and information research um, with top three of the top cable companies. Uh, one of those, which we're launching to market here in the near future, which we're in contract with right now, and we're doing some uh, proof of concept with. Not only from them, but from larger clients of ours, they often have audits done on, on, on what, how, we're, how and what we're doing to deliver it. Um, we have PCI companies come in all the time and check our environment, analyze what's going on, talk to us. Uh, HIPAA, you know, from the sense of, you know, companies potentially getting looked at by the government or whatever entity in the sense of, you know, owing money. Uh, we're providing audited data and information, quite frankly, on a consistent basis around what our platform looks like, what we're doing to keep them secure. So when it comes down to compliance and security, we're extremely secure. Um, I'm not going to try to be the engineer here and, and get into the details of every aspect of what we do from a security standpoint. But both on security and compliance, that is probably one of the most important areas of delivering cloud. If you're not built with a team of security people or a leader and a visionary in the area of security and compliance, you're never going to be successful as you grow out and as the cloud starts to uh, hockey puck up, which it is right now. And so in a managed space, you really have to provide that. You have to secure that and you have to deliver it and you have to create a level of confidence. Um, you know, when we're talking to an enterprise IT team. We have to be able to sit down and design, go over, have them test, um, have third party third-party auditors come in and test and do pen testing as well and analyze what's going on. And so, you know, we, when we get to that level of testing, we had to be we, we had to be built in a way to where all of our facilities globally are actually standardized around security and compliance so we can deliver to, to the, from small companies to some of the largest companies. Um, and so that's really what we did around security and compliance. So we keep building upon that. Uh, one of our investors is uh, the former COO at Terramark, Marvin Wheeler. He's been working on uh, on a analytics tool company called Cybrex, um, and so we're also looking at using additional analytics to go way above and beyond the normal the norms of security and compliance to get in what I call the global space of security and compliance with digging into you know that that level of security analytics or analytics and uh, research uh, needed um, both from ourselves uh, as well as third parties doing it too and utilizing additional tools to provide advancements around security and compliance for the platform. So uh, we keep basically innovating in within that area and tying that to our platform. Um, and then also you'll, you're going to see a security as a service product set launched here within the next six months at rapid scale. We've been working on it diligently. We don't want to launch one product. We want to have multiple products around analytics and, and as well as security. So our engineering team and our uh, CTO, uh, William Hyatt, have been working diligently on finding solutions to build a security as a service product set, uh, not our platform, but layered into our platform for, for the environments too as well. Certainly security is a concern. Everyone likes to talk about security. They also like to talk about uh, cost. I see, I've seen all kinds of white papers and articles, and I don't know if it's 
uh, fear-mongering by the general equipment vendors or how much truth there is you know, in this because there's a lot of marketing white noise out there. Uh, but from a cost perspective and a return on investment, uh, you know, Andrew, you're seeing these deals every day. Um, do you have any comments on the cloud being more expensive or, or less expensive, or is it a wash? And is it, you know, the benefits far outweigh any extra cost? What are your comments there? Yeah, I mean, overall, we see a, a positive, um, you know, kind of TCO model from it. You know, obviously, each business varies to how that maps out, but especially once you start getting into the, the desktops of service, um, you know, kind of some of those soft costs that, that we see um, and then we kind of factor in or, you know, they weigh heavy on the ongoing expenses for a business. I mean, everybody now at this point, you know, it, it's attractive to them to move to a an operational expenditure from a CapEx. Um, you know, the capacity planning and, and the check writing, the things that go into that, that kind of um, legacy style of business is, is not what they're looking for, right? They want a monthly fee. They want to have a fixed cost per employee. Um, you know, any business that's in a, that's in an M&A or, you know, merger and acquisition um, type phase, they want to be able to get down to a single, a head count, you know, per cost, per head of their business. If I'm going to go acquire this business or merge with this business, how much is it going to cost? So, um, you know, outside of the, the, the strong total cost of ownership, um, and the ROIs associated with it, I think the, the benefits of the, the transparent cost and the predictable IP um, expenses is, is very valuable for a business. Excellent. Guys, I uh, really appreciate your time today. Obviously, if anyone wants to get a hold of Rapid Scale, CNSG is a triple dipped platinum partner with them. Please feel free to reach out to Phil Howard Sales uh, forward slash contact. You can always give me a call, 202-903-4728. And then Andrew as well. If anyone's listening to this podcast and they want to contact you, why don't you give them your contact information, and then we'll be good to go. Yeah, you can go ahead and just, just shoot me an email at, at andrewlauder at rapidscale.net. So that's Andrew, A-N-D-R-E-W dot Lauder, L-A-U-G-H-T-E-R at rapidscale.net. Guys, have a great day. I really appreciate it. 